0: Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. And I'm your host, Brother Shemel. And excited to get back once again, another week, another episode. And on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about, as we usually do, the higher self and the lower self. But this will go... A lot deeper into um, self-talk the, um, the conversations that we have The thoughts that go in within our mind How to recognize um, those energy vampires As they like to call them um, The title of this is entitled When God and the Devil Have a Talk and we're going to go into that, how to defend yourself against these energy vampires. Some say psychic vampires and things of that nature. And we're going to just touch on it for um, a brief while. There's a lot to go into that, but we're going to touch on it for the short time that we have. But before I get into that and, um, and I start reading, start, I always start off with the reading. Before I do that, I first like to, as always... Thank you. Thank everyone who uh, continue to listen to this podcast, who continue to support. Um, definitely, uh, if this is your first time or if you've been a repeat listener, um, welcome. And feel free to check out my website, shemel.com, that's S-H-E-M hyphen e-l.com, where you can um, check out all of my podcast episodes uh, as well as check out my books that I have available and other products as well Um, a lot of times I read from my books, um, pages from my books and if you're interested in getting those books you can definitely just go to my website shemmel.com and get that and order that so, and again that's s h e m hyphen e l dot com so after doing that quick plug, we can get into everything oh also just another another um another announcement um as i usually like to encourage everyone for those of you who want to be heard on this podcast um definitely Reach out if you're on Anchor. If you're listening to Anchor, you can leave a voice message. You can leave your um, question, thoughts, um, your, you know, what your feedback, just whatever you have on your mind, just anything you want to share. And I will listen to it. And I would love to place that on the following podcast. And then as such, I can be able to actually answer that question if you have a question for me or anything else you want to share. All right. So I'm going to go into the Circle 7 as I always do. I start off um, this particular time. I'm going to go into Chapter 15 of the Circle 7 and I'm going to read the entire chapter and then uh, touch on this topic so chapter 15 starts off as such the harbinger had paved the way the logos had been introduced to men as love made manifest and he must now begin his divine ministry and he went forth into the wilderness to be alone with Allah that he might look into his inner heart and note its strength and worthiness and with himself he talked he said my lower self is strong by many ties I am bound to carnal life have I the strength to overcome and give my life a willing sacrifice for men when I shall stand before the face of men, and they demand a proof of my messiahship, what will I say? And then the tempter came and said, If you be the son of Allah, command these stones to turn to bread. And Jesus said, Who is it that demands a test? It is no sign that one is a son of Allah because he does a miracle the devils can do mighty things did not the Gentile magicians do great things before the Pharaoh my words and deeds in all the walks of life shall be the proof of my messiahship and then the tempter said if you will go into Jerusalem and from the temple pinnacle cast down yourself to earth the people will believe you are the messiah sent from Allah this you can surely do for did not David say he gives his angels charge concerning you and with their hands will they uphold lest you shall fall and Jesus said I will not tempt the Lord my God Allah and then the tempter said look forth upon the world behold its honors and its fame behold its pleasures and its wealth if you will give your life to these, they shall be yours." But Jesus said, "Away from me, all tempting thoughts. My heart is fixed. I spun this kernel, carnal self I'm sorry. I spurned this carnal self with all its vain ambition and its pride. For 40 days did Jesus wrestle with his carnal self. His higher self prevailed he then was hungry but his friends had found him and they ministered to him then Jesus left the wilderness and in the consciousness of holy breath he came into the camps of John and taught so that is chapter 15 of the circle 7 now for those of you who have not been um, checking out my podcast uh, not familiar for those who are new um, this is a podcast in which I read excerpts from a book known as the Circle Seven also is known as the Holy Quran and the more Science Temple of America which is um, actually a compilation of various um, lessons that had already existed and it was put together by a man named Noble Drew Ali, who was born in the state of North Carolina in the year 1886. So, just want to give that out there because I know I always get new listeners, um, even though it's in the description as to what this uh, episode, or I should say this um, podcast is about. So, the reason for this particular Episode. This is actually uh, me expounding on a lesson that I was teaching and building on a discussion actually last night on this subject. And this is in connection with um, a part of the Moorish questionnaire, which are also some teachings taught in the Moorish Science Temple. And there are two questions, question 74, or key, what they call key 74 and key 75. Um, those questions being first, what did the higher self say to the lower self at one time when he met him? And the answer to that is, where are you going, Satan? And the follow up question, following question is, what was the answer that the lower self gave to the higher self? And the answer to that is, I'm going to and fro in the earth, seeking whom I may devour. Okay. So that, along with chapter 15 of the Circle 7, is really talking about the battle between the higher self and the lowest self, which goes inside, which takes place inside your mind. So that's your self-talk. Um, so we want to get into that Um, also the concept of energy vampires not only are those outside of you because I've I've seen many um, you know different um, presentations on YouTube podcasts and they talk about psychic vampires and um, very good information a lot of it deals with things that Technically, deal outside of you, and that is true. Um, but it's also a lot of it takes place. Most of it actually takes place within, and we're going to deal with that. And that ties in with another. Po- well, this will also will be in conjunction, and you can actually listen to those podcasts, the episodes of uh, Inner Enemy, Inner Enemy, Inner <laughs> Enemy. I always get that messed up. Inner Enemy. Um, study of the lower self right and that's one episode and then the other episode that I did was the devil defined within more science so both of those episodes are very key and they tie in with this on how to so you know want to expound more on how to build your psychic self defense um and that term psychic self defense which I heard a lot you know me coming into um, this consciousness Taught by different teachers. I just recently found out was it actually a term that was um, coined back in the 1930s um, by a particular occultist. Used that term psychic self-defense um, is actually the name of a book that was written um, by this particular person. Um, and also the term psychic vampire is also a term that. Goes back sometime, it goes back into the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, That was coined or was claimed to be um, created by a man named Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan and wrote a book. Um, There's actually a lot of pictures out circulating of him with different um, famous people such as uh, Marilyn Manson uh, what's his other name um, he passed Sammy Davis Jr. Um, he started out in California in I believe 1966 around the same time Ronald Wilson Reagan was governor of the state of California um, there's the reason why I said Ronald Wilson Reagan Um, Count the letters. But um, anyway, that being said, what I'm getting into in reference to this lesson is basically a conversation about what this meant. So in this story, in this story um, that we read in chapter 15, Uh, which is a story of Jesus going into the wilderness this is not a physical wilderness this is actually basically him going within in the mind and also this is dealing with him fasting for 40 days because later on in the end it says for 40 days did Jesus wrestle with his carnal self, his higher self prevailed and he then was hungry because this was a fasting that he went through So, in the wilderness of the mind, you have many thoughts that just ramble through. In the course of a day, it's it's been um, said by scientists that we get tens of thousands of thoughts through our mind in the course of a day, 24-hour period. And though we may not consciously identify with each one of those thoughts, each one of those thoughts have the potential to very much so um, have an effect particularly in the subconscious mind remember you have three parts of the mind the uh, super conscious the conscious and the subconscious so the subconscious is something that you know while we most people do not consciously think about it is that part of your mind that um, has a potential to really affect you and there are people adepts, masters, people who know psychology who know this and they know how to plant thoughts in your mind and a thought is a seed so we have to be aware of this Um, so in the story one of the key things that you get is that even in the very beginning where he talked with himself right? and he's having in this story he's talking to himself and he's expressing doubt self-doubt my lower self is strong by many ties I'm bound to carnal life have I the strength to overcome right so there's a question he's questioning his own inner ability to actually overcome this carnal self and that's what most of us have most of us deal with this on a daily basis we deal with self doubt we doubt we can be as smart as pretty as strong you know as you know as wealthy we, we doubt ourselves it's a lot of it's part of the conditioning you know institutionalized religion is part of that um, your environment is part of that conditioning you know the um, institutions of, of oppression against people of different you know different backgrounds you know whether it's institutionalized some static um, some st- uh, systematic I should say racism Um, white supremacy uh, whether it's sexism um, things of that nature all these different things play a part, these are filters that are added in, you know uh, you're born in sin, all these different things are planted in your mind from a child, right and are crystallized as you get older so you deal with self-doubt all the time even the person who looks like they have it going on Right They have something in their subconscious mind That is rooted in self-doubt So that's what the first thing that this deals with So with that said That lets you know That the carnal self Right The That uh little demon on your shoulder Remember the cartoons Like Tom and Jerry And stuff like that You know Honest to my brother Roz Bay Who who gave that analogy uh, About You know In the cartoon You'll have the The angel on one end On one shoulder And on the other shoulder You'll have the demon Right And that demon will Will say Nah you know what You should do this I don't listen to him Right Because That is feeding into your doubt Doubt and desire because the carnal self, as mentioned in chapter 3 of the Circle 7, is the body of desires, right? The lower self, the carnal self, the body of desires is a reflection of higher self, distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh, right? So, and also, when they talk about the evil that we deal with, that we're we're so afraid of it says that this evil is a myth these gods are made of air clothed with the shadow of a thought not clothed with a thought but the shadow of a thought that is a byproduct a manifest that is the residue the the murky residue of the thought that lingers you know we talked about ether in the earlier podcast what is ether this is the ether of a lower vibration that still exists God's made of air ether right that lower frequency ether right that negative ether that exists that we feed into that take that take real effect on our subconscious mind and thus controls our thoughts our emotions and things of that nature. So that's one and then, so now that opens up the door. So, if you ever notice, you know this happens in advertisements. Advertisements is is another way of saying adverse enticements. An adverse enticement is an advertisement. So this adverse enticement, this advertisement, will tell you, hey, do you do you no longer feel um, attractive? <laughs> you can't um, do you lack energy do you tired all the time ask these questions first it sets the stage by having you doubt yourself yeah you know I do get sleepy. I ain't feeling the way I used to be I sure would like to look pretty I wouldn't you like to have more money than you ever have? all that you know all this is creating the doubt that's the demonstration that you see in chapter 15 because even there it's like you get that conversation with the tempter which they would say is the devil or Satan right um go ahead if you do this all the people will love you you know um behold his honor and fame the pleasure the wealth you know, just give your life to these and they shall be yours. You know, the pursuit of happiness. When it's really a state of mind, they associate happiness with the material things when happiness or heaven is a state of mind. You create it in your own mind. So, and then to the response, Jesus said, Away from me all tempting thoughts. My heart is fixed. I spurn this carnal self with all its vain ambition and pride. Vain ambition. And pride. Pride comes before the fall. Right? So you have that where you know where that thing is promoted. You know, you know, you can be so much more. You can be this. Right? You know, don't don't do that. That's beneath you. This is conversations that go on. You'll hear from people outside of you, a lot of times your closest friends and family will tap that conversation but this is also the conversation that you'll have within and that whole um, the whole thing with the questions that I asked about what did the higher self say to the lowest self and what was the answer that the lower self gave to the highest self that conversation is found in the book of Job specifically chapter 1 um, verse verses 6 and 7 and we'll go into that a little later But that being said we have to understand that this temptation can only exist if a person is attached to the things of the world right away from me all tempting thoughts my heart is fixed right I spurn this carnal life Right I spurn this carnal self. so but if you really are truly attached, you really do you know you want something more in this physical life that opens the door to be tempted right A man who is you know, that's why they have that saying. everybody has a price. In other words, they're trying to say not so much that anybody will go for money, sometimes the price is not always money. Sometimes the price is just wanting to be loved. Wanting to be accepted. A person... That child who wasn't accepted... Or that person who wasn't accepted as a child... May be more prone to do certain things... Not for any money... Just to be accepted. Right? It's like the music business. You know... You hear about these... Artists... That get jerked... For millions and millions of dollars... And... Certain some of them know they got bad contracts and they sign a bad contract knowing it, right? Um, you know, uh, remind me of the just seeing, um, what was that show? Um, uh, the new thing on Netflix that had uh, Mal Rainey's Black Bottom, you know, where the character played by Chadwick Bosman had, um, You know, made an agreement to sell his songs. And he was just, you know, the guy just played him and just gave him $5. Right? You know, knowing this guy, he knew the guy wasn't, uh, you know, he knew the guy could snake him. He knew he was of that type. He was smiling in his face and everything. Why? Because he wanted, to record his songs you know that's a real life thing like people you know people people who just want to be heard like man I got to go all around the world and do this that and third and then they they got a story but they're struggling (laughs) but they're struggling now they're hurting they ain't getting no royalties no publishing nothing right sold their soul signed their soul to the devil so to speak right because There was something missing. It was a void. And that's what happens in everyday life that will cause us to just forfeit our true birthright. That ties back to chapter one of the circle seven. Where it says that man is the Lord of all the plain of manifests, a protoplast, of mineral, a plant, of beast. But he gave up his lost estate. I'm sorry, but he but he gave up his lost estate, his heritage. I, I apologize. Not lost estate, but he gave up his birthright just to gratify his lower self. But man will regain his lost estate, his heritage. So Lord is. Man is the Lord of all the planar manifest of protoplast, of mineral, of plant, of beast, but he gave up his birthrights just to gratify his lower self. So, your birthright is a, of a divine nature. So, you give up, you surrender your divinity to gratify your physical self, your lower self, your carnal self, the sex, the women, the drugs, the money. Or just the exceptions the acceptance people to say your name have your name in lights to you know to be noticed all these different things are part of the lower self it's all based on desire Buddha said desire is to lead to suffering right so these things that exist allow for the temptation to take place allow for you to fall victim So the key to fighting off that, right? And we're going to get more deeper later on into the thought forms is, and I'll reiterate it, is the act of detachment. You have to train your mind, mind your mind for the jewels of your soul to be able to detach from all things that are finite and really tap into that which is which is truly infinite which is your highest self which is spirit right because man is not the body nor the soul he's the spirit and a part of the omnipotent so you have to be in that consciousness of that so that's a process you know that takes um going into the wilderness so to speak the self-examination that's what it is it's called self-examination that's the first part but self-examination leads to the self-realization and it has to be a purification because purity paves the way for love so these are things you have to be conscious of and once you're conscious of these things then and only then can you truly uh, work it to be in a state that works for your benefit and be able to defend against those attacks. So that is very important. And on the next half, we'll go deeper into those thought forms and how they work and how others can work them against you and what you can do to protect yourself now thought each thought produces a dual effect right so I just want to put this in in context so remember I said that thought is a seed as mentioned in chapter one of the circle seven okay so this is very important so there's a dual effect of a thought you know at at the very beginning the first is a vibration okay like a vibratory wave that emanates from a thought the second is the creation of a thought form. So first is the vibration and then there's a thought form. This is important because this is where emotions come into play. So as I I've mentioned before in order to get a good emotion, you have to have a good thought, a positive emos- emotion Stems from a positive thought. That's the seed that that produces because it gives the vibration. The vibration is the uh, the vibratory that vibe, as you mentioned. The vibe, the feeling. You feel a vibe. So, a momently the thought can trigger a feeling. Okay, and then that feeling, that emotion, can solidify into a form. Right. So. I'm going to dive a little deeper into the second effect more so. And the reason why this is important is because this ties exactly to the topic at hand. So, okay. We move in a sea of energy. Okay. Like basically we're surrounded by energy. And that's what I talked about in the ether. Um, What is ether episode? So this sea of energy is responsive to thought right so there's even been tests that have been done on water where if you send certain thought forms if you say certain things to the water you know the, it changes the crystallization of, of the water molecules and you can actually charge it in a positive way or a negative way depending on that thought form that you send forth that thought that you send off to the water you know this ties in with plants you know how you talk to the plants talk to animals and talk to each other okay um you can actually just thought even without talking you can give a look you know I remember going back thinking back when um my grandmother uh on my father's side you know saying I I loved her dearly I love her dearly and um I remember when I was a child I laughed at something on the TV I can't even remember what it was I can't remember what it was and my grandmother used to love watching her shows man when I tell you she cut her eye at me she cut her eye at me if looks could kill I'd be in intensive care like and she gave me a look like I've never saw. And, that, and it hurt me to the core. I started crying immediately. I remember that clear as day. And the reason why is because for one, I knew she wasn't happy. Two, I was so used to her seeing, seeing her, you know, look at me in a positive light, look at me with loving eyes. And she get, looked at me. Oh, man, she didn't even touch me she didn't touch me but that look made me cry as a child I remember that distinctly but that was a thought there was a thought behind it I didn't know what the hell, exactly what the words of the thought were but it was a, it wasn't good so that being said that's where we're getting into the thought form so so the thought becomes like a li- each thought becomes a living thing Particularly when you nurture that thing, when you nurture a thought, it grows, right? It's a seed. And I talk about it uh, in my book, Who is Elohim? Because the question is asked in the Morris questionnaire, who is Elohim? Elohim is the seven created spirits that created everything that ever was, is, and evermore more to be. And when I speak about creativity and thought, you know, I always say that thought is defined as an idea, plan, conception, or opinion produced by mental activity. So, and the etymology of the, third thought of the word thought, the etymology of the word thought comes from the old English word meaning to conceive of in the mind. So this provides insight into the fact That a thought is a conception I.e. a birth You're giving birth to something That which you give birth to grows It becomes its own creation Thought grows by way of creativity Right? And Some believe that the word thought Thought comes from the name Thoth Which is the Kemetic deity uh, Also known as Tehuti in which you get um, Hermes um, in Greek, right? Um, and then you got the uh, the sacred wisdom of Tahuti, which is the, where you get the Hermetic teaching, Hermeticism, where you get the Kabbalion and everything of that nature. But in that creativity comes from the Latin word "creatus," which means to grow right speaking that creation is not just a poof and there it is you know what I'm saying you know it's not a magic trick it's a, it's a process creation is a process that takes place over time so in that we're saying that the actual thought becomes a living thing with the thought force acting as its soul for lack of a better word the the essence right um the essence of that star form is is its body so it kind of it kind of each thought kind of manifests in the same way as we do because with its own soul takes on a soul and a body in the same way as as well the microcosm of the macrocosm because we also took on a body of soul and took on a body of flesh. So, and then it affects and it manifests into the thing of reality, such as you have a you have a thought to become an entrepreneur or a real estate investor, you know. And it's a thought, you know. You could have been dead broke, living in a shack in the projects or wherever. You know, and all of a sudden the thought hits. But if you nurture that thought, all of a sudden, you're a wealthy real estate investor, you know? Saying, say, could you believe I used to live in this mobile home? I used to live in the projects or what, right? And then the people you came up from, they're still living in the projects, still living, in mo- or still living wherever they live. living. You know, and that's not to knock anybody where they live. I'm just giving that contrast And then you see, what's the difference? The difference is the thought and your attention to that thought. It's the attention. See, remember earlier I talked about the advertisements, the adverse enticements. The whole purpose of every advertisement, if you see an ad in the beginning of, or in the middle of a YouTube video, right? The whole purpose is to get your attention. Once they get your attention, that's the hook right you get the new you see that ad about you know starting the Amazon business <laughs> becoming a millionaire on Amazon and then also oh wow you know ooh, I can do this and then you all of a sudden you want to you join the web join this webinar click the link below or above and uh, I'll give you this free training you know and the free training you know at the end of the free training there's going to be an offer you know to buy this, right? You think they're doing it for free? They're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. No, there's something in it. But no, get this free training. So, so, so it goes without saying that the attention was grabbed. It's all about grabbing the attention. There are corporations that spend millions, of millions of dollars, some up to the billions of money just for. Advertising and marketing That's all they want They just need They'll spend money Just to get your attention Because they know Their whole purpose is To do what they call Transfer leads Into prospects Into from prospects Into um, Customers Right Call it lead conversion Right To lead Right You're being led To this think about that being led led what led astray in some cases so even with that you because your attention is on the thing that they offer you in the mind which deals with the power of the mind and how to control your mind you will ignore everything else that that may even be before your face so thus If an artist comes out and plays good music, calls himself the Pied Piper, right? You'll ignore the fact that he was telling you all along that he was a pedophile in his music. (laughs) So, say things like that. So, you know, it goes without saying, but I couldn't help myself, I had to say that. But anyway, that just lets you know, like, because the attention of it, you. You're grabbed into that And that's even In speaking of music The feeling That goes back to the To the thought of the feeling The vibe You get the vibe of that music That music feels so good You know It feels so good You can go into a church Where you know The preacher is crooked You know what I'm saying Not saying all preachers are crooked But you know You can go to this church And you know this Pastor is crooked Right He's doing all types of dirt But The choir The choir that choir they boy the lead singer of that choir sure can turn it out and blow the house down like she sings she'll give you goosebumps and make you cry you just feel the spurt when you in that church listening to that choir but you know in in the reverend he, get, he, he, he can move you with them words but all types of debauchery it came out to your attention is going down on it. But, oh man, but you know, uh, you know, but I, I, you know, I still feel the spirit when I go there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll ignore all of that. Yeah, I'm just giving examples. But this is a reality. This happens all the time, you know, where people will ignore the obvious because that's not where their attention is at. Their attention is on that which appeals to their pleasure. Remember, we talked about the pleasure in chapter fifteen. The pleasure, the wealth. Remember, in chapter three, where it talks about the lower self, and I go into this into in the book. Uh, what is the devil sometimes called? You have to remember what it says about the lower self. It says. That the low itself is rich in promises, chapter three, verse twelve. The lower self is rich in promises, but poor, poor, in blessedness and peace. It offers pleasure, joy, and satisfying gain, but gives unrest, misery, and death. It gives men apples that are lovely to the eye and pleasant to the smell. Their cores are full of bitterness and gall so this lower self which is the carnal self is so many promises so much you can so much that you can hope for right it's all about uh, what the smell is like all all dealing with the senses what is the smell like oh smells good oh she smells so good when she walks by you know Knowing that she could be The type of woman who's not a virtuous woman But she smells good She looks good Right She looks so impeccable You know You're thinking about the pleasure that you can get Being with that woman Right Or for some The women Want to be with that man Or whatever So you're thinking about the pleasure And you're not thinking about What's behind that Remember I talked about the illusion And man knows not by being told Right Power is an illusion Oh oh, it's so powerful It's in control It's all an illusion So getting into Further into this aspect of the thought forms Right Another thing for a thought form um, Some people call it an elemental Right So if the thought Is about someone else... Right... This thought form... Or this elemental... Can move... To that other person... So you can think a thought... Some people don't even have to talk to you... That's how... Well guarded... You need to keep your mind... And that's why I said... Media... Medium is one of the... Greatest tools used against you... It makes you open... Certain things we see on YouTube... On TV... Uh, Social media Things we would never have even thought about Right You scroll through a feed An Instagram feed And all of a sudden this thing pops up And be like Oh what's that And you could even be repulsed by it But now it's in your mind Now it's stuck there It's in your subconscious you may think it's not affecting you But it's affecting you Okay So a thought You can think about somebody Or have a thought of somebody And you can actually transpose that thought Into that person's subconscious And it discharges Qualified energy Upon their mental body You have a mental body Right Now if the thought is about Your own self Right Then It will hover About ready to react On whatever you created Whenever you're in a relaxed state Okay So let's use this for an example This is how thoughts work Okay, so let's say You're fond of a particular type of food Uh, You love chocolate cake Devil's food (laughs) Right, you may think about Eating that cake With Along with some, uh, let's we'll just use a term of what's a popular dish, I don't know. Um, chicken Alfredo, okay, some Italian food, right? So, you're looking at having this meal, so like, man. I remember, or I thought I saw this on YouTube, and it looks good. You may not even had this, okay? But let's say you're you're fond of this type of food, and you know this food, you know, it's not the best for you. You know, you're trying to watch your weight. You know, you said this year was going to be a new year. You gave a resolution, and then you're working, you're concentrating on your job. You are you're doing whatever. And you're not consciously thinking about it. You ain't even thinking about it. But you're naturally fond of this food, okay? That thought form is hanging over you like a cloud, right? Unbeknownst to you consciously. And then when you leave work, once you're not focused, once you have broken the focus, of doing whatever your task was at hand and your attention is no longer concentrated on it, that craving, you know what? I got a craving for some chocolate cake. I got to have it. Right. Um, you know what? I didn't, I, man, the thought came to me to have some donuts. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know where this thought come from. The thought was always there. It was already there. It just didn't break through. Because you was focused on something else... That goes back to... Chapter... 15... Where it says... Away from me all tempting thoughts... My heart is fixed... Heart of the mind... Okay... So we have to be conscious of that... The heart of the mind... Being fixed... On a certain thing... And by it being fixed... On that thing... Right we can now be able to ward off the other things okay so something that the masses taught was that eternal thought is one in essence it is two intelligence and force and when they breathe a child is born this child is love okay now what does that mean The eternal thought is one, but in essence is two. So you have intelligence and force, right? Some would say wisdom and might, or wisdom and will, right? So remember, I said that thought has two, a dual effect, okay? So your thought has to imply the intelligence or the knowledge or the intellect, you know, of knowing, certain things you know about chocolate cake you know how you know about how good it tastes or you know about real estate <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know of it you have certain knowledge of it you may not know everything but you know hey people got rich off of real estate that's the thought that's the intelligence part and the force is the will the will is that power not the power but the, the force is that will to make it happen like look I can go out here and and get out here and get this money off of real estate or I can go out here and get this cake or I can go out here and get these drugs I can sip on this lean or I can go out here and party and I can do this or I can get this girl or, or the whole myriad of things you can choose right when they breathe a child is born a child is love now that love in this particular case can be positive or negative right you can have a love for that thing that thought you know that affinity it's the affinity basically Okay, that's where you get the vibration and the form. Okay, so now the same thing that would apply to the food, right? Where a person wasn't really hungry, all of a sudden, once they break the concentration, now they hunger. It developed a real hunger, right? So, In the mind You know Not like you're starving Like you collapse, But like Yo you really hungry You desire A hunger of a desire So the desire for the food Is 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 but a reaction To the thought That's all it is It's a groove Like a groove in the record You know It's an imprint It's a stamp You know It's a program In a computer And that computer is your brain Your mind This would same be true Of a person who Harbors impure thoughts Right Or or real Or real I would say um, Detrimental thoughts Depraved thoughts Now that may be seen like Oh man it's just cake But What about if it's drugs What about if it's murder you know what I'm saying now in religion they would say that this is being tempted by the devil thus the story in chapter 7 not chapter 7 but chapter 15 of the circle 7 where it talks about self-examination and Jesus being tempted by the tempter or would be the devil right but in actuality those are just allegories that deals with your own thought creations within you That return and demand Attention and indulgence So it's these thoughts That come in your head Oh man you gotta go get do this Man you better go get that Oh you ain't gotta go You ain't gotta do that It's that back and forth Where are you going Satan I'm going to and fro in the earth Seeking whom I may devour Right I'm going to and fro in the earth Seeking whom I may devour Right So that's where it says one day right the the, um, sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also was amongst them right that's what it it actually says in in the actual um, book that's Job chapter 1 verse 6 now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also amongst them and then following after that in verse 7 it says and the Lord said unto Satan whence comest thou then Satan answered the Lord and said from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it and we know that that was the analogy of what happens within Anyone who knows the book of Job Knows it's a book dealing with The faith of Job being tested Where Satan basically said You know He's only being blessed He's only praising you And faithful to you because you give him everything If you take everything away from him He'll curse you Right? And so that's the test They made a wager It's basically a wager between God and the devil When God and the devil talk but this is all allegory of what takes place within right right your mind your mind can be your best friend or your worst enemy you can actually sabotage yourself with thoughts that's why you have to be careful what you think right so when the attention is otherwise engaged as thought forms can be held aside and submerged subconsciously. Okay? And as soon as the mind relaxes, it will fill up the conscious mind. Okay? So, we have to be very careful, right? In learning to have Proper control of our thoughts and emotion. Until we do that, you are indulging in a world of illusion. The plane of things may manifest, right? That's the lower self. Nothing is quite the way it seems. It may appear to be such, but that's not what it really is. Okay? People may say, I don't know how this affects me I don't see this and all this that's spooky okay but thoughts are silent and, in, and invisible so every thought tends to reproduce itself in a physical form in one form or, or another so we have to avoid chaotic thinking and learn to think with reason okay So that's one thing we have to do. And we have to avoid untruthful or distorted thinking. Okay. The distorted and untruthful thinking is based on vain imagination, which is rooted in fear. Right. We talk about the acronym of fear, false evidence appearing real, where your fears. And yet that's why you have to address Those things that have been programmed in you As I talked about And get to the root of that And be able to observe it And see that's what That's where you get in this imagination from And let it And when it attacks you mentally That's why meditation Meditation is key You can be able to Spot it for what it is And then discard it And In addition to this correction and counterbalance you have to adopt a positive attitude you know adopting the positive attitude is rooted in the awareness and confidence in yourself remember in the beginning I stated that in the story it said that Jesus was questioning himself there was self doubt so the opposite of self doubt is self confidence and self confidence is is brought about by self-realization, self-knowledge. And that comes through self-examination. You have to know that the divine is within you. You are God and children of the most high. So with that, I thank you for listening to this podcast. And until next time, peace and love.